0: triggering the inner child and some of us don't ask me when the song was but it was a hit and we all used to tap to it okay it was the 80s 80s 90s somewhere there lisa Stansfield. This is the right time. And you are on the Jets at Breakfast with Bertha Charuma. And now this is my favorite part of the show, believe it or not. I love cars. I really, really do. It's my—it's almost like I'm in a closet when it comes to vehicles. And Nico Schmidt is back to take your car questions. And you can use our WhatsApp line, which is uh, 0614104107 107 You can leave a voice note. Or otherwise, you can give us a call on 086. Uh, 0002032. Nico, good to have you on SAFM. What's the latest on motoring? Good morning, Borissa. How are you? I am fantastic. I love cars. I just love cars.
1: <laughs> so do I. You know what? So do I. Um, I, I, I cars are, um, are about dreaming to me. Um, and there's so many that you can't own all of them. But um, I think they're fantastic things. Um, so. We, we, and we're actually going on to, um, I guess you could say, the best of the best. So um, this morning we're going to look at all the um, car of the year finalists. So all the, the cars that are listed as the car of the year finalists. So already the fact that they are here means that they would be the best of the best. So the car of the year would always be the latest car. So the car can't be two or three years old. It has to be the latest car. And out of that, they make a list of finalists and then through that the, the, the best cars Car or cars would be chosen. So this year there are 21 finalists and then nine different categories of
0: cars. Wow. 21 uh, finalists. And of course, I, you know, they're the basics that we know. I mean, which are, you know, your Fox, your Falcon, your your Mercedes, your Nissans, uh, the whole works. Maybe you can just maybe outline just a, a few of the top five. Okay, actually, yeah, so top five.
1: Yeah, so look, we've got to give everybody a fair chance. So there's quite a few. We'll go, I'll try and go through them as quick as I can. Um, the sad thing, unfortunately, is that. Most of these cars are not affordable to the majority of South Africans. That's unfortunately, the sad state of the car industry. Is that the cars are fabulous, but they're just very expensive, and and our end not being that strong, uh, 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 comparative to what you can, what your salary is overseas, these cars would be, uh, let's say, more affordable. So let's start um, in what is known as the premium category. There's a Jeep Grand Cherokee 4x4 Summit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the starting price there, 1.7 million rand. Oh, my but dear uh, it, greatness. Yeah, so we'll go through. You'll see that uh, there's a few of them that, that really get the upper echelons of what cars could cost. But, of course, Jeep um, has, has a rich off-road history. It's a well stick car. Um, it's fairly popular. Um, just, uh, there's not, it doesn't necessarily sell in high volumes like some of the other competitive brands, but it does give you a formidable off-road vehicle. Maybe the fact that it has and naturally, a normally aspirated V6 is maybe not the best for it, the fact that it's not turbocharged like a lot of the competitors. But definitely, when it goes to 4x4, four four, these cars are very really capable. In the same premium category, we have the Kia Sorento 2.2 CRDi, Overdrive four-wheel drive SXL. That's a mouthful. Kia, of course, has, has grown quite a lot. It's a very popular brand in South Africa. And the Sorento being a, a bigger vehicle, so more spacious, um, yours for $1 million uh, and nineteen thousand uh, rams. So again, it's over a million rand, but it's a it's definitely a um, a very popular car in the segment if you're looking at the one million rand segment, um, especially with a diesel engine as well. diesel engines, I think they're definitely not dead. and especially if you're driving a lot, the fact that you're saving so much on fuel, or the price of fuel. If you look at the price of fuel, so that makes
0: it worthwhile. Yeah. By the way, stop me at any time if if you want to. Yes, I um, I, on the I was about to I was about to say let's just take a small detour. Let's uh, go to a commercial break, and when we get back, we continue with our list. Getting your weekend started right: the Jet Set Breakfast. All things automotive with the Petrolhead Niku Smith. Yes, Nico Smith is with us and talking about cars, and he was just talking about um, you know some of the cars that are now highlighted, or should I say, best cars for this year. Nico, let's continue with our list. All right.
1: So, on the mid-size category, we have the Kia Sportage 1.6 T GDI, um, effectively essentially 1.6 turbo petrol and GT line for $692,000. Um, the Sportage, I, I remember it being the first versions of it being a very boxy little 4x4, sort of interesting but not fabulous really. Now if you look at the latest um, Sportage, they're great-looking vehicles, great interiors, good engines, good technology, um, very popular car in South Africa. Then in the compact category, which is the smaller cars, we have the Renault Clio 1-liter turbo, six, uh, 364000 Now this looks a lot more affordable, of course, and um, in the case of the Clio, it's not necessarily, again, in South Africa, a popular car, but a really, a very nice car. They're nice-looking cars They drive comfortably, um, nice um, engine and gearbox so for the price. They actually uh, make good, value-for-money sense. In the same category is the Volkswagen the uh, one-liter TPSI Life. This is, uh, that's for four hundred and fifty three thousand rand. So, effectively, the Tiggo is what you get in the Polo. So, you get all the, the features and, and the build quality um, uh, and the tech of, of the Polo, but in a bigger, more, SU, or let's call it a sporty uh, SUV-type styling. Um, moving on to and this, uh, a mid-size category, the Cherry Tigo 8 Pro 2.0 liter TGDI 390T Executive. That's a mouthful again, um, for 600, uh, 629000 So what the, the Cherry does quite well is it has lots of features for the price. So if you're looking, you're getting a, quite a big SUV with a lot of features, um, so for a lot of people, um, you know, cherry's has grown quite a lot in South Africa, especially, you know, at the price point. Um, then moving on to uh, the adventure SUV category, the Ford Everest 3-liter V6 Platinum. The Everest especially, I think, has is, is, um, grown quite a lot as well. If you look at the competitors, the price, of course, is quite a lot at 1.1 million rands. But the Everest is now definitely, um, if you're looking for a big SUV, some, something to consider. Of course, it shares the platform with the new Ford Ranger, so high, a lot of high-tech. The engine is quite, uh, really, you know, quite a strong, a very nice engine to drive, so definitely quite a strong contender. Then we have on the compact family category, um, the bike uh, Beijing X55 1.5T Premium. So, another car from China, definitely interesting styling, good looking styling, I would say, uh, for 454,000 rand. And then one one of my favorites is in the midsize category is the Nissan Cash Car 1.3 liter uh, turbo Accento Plus at 670,000 rand. And um, from the start, the Cash car was, you know, even the first generation was a good looking car. Um, and um, definitely in this category uh, where these uh, midsize SUVs do quite well. The cash car, definitely, if you're looking for something like that, is a car to consider. Um, And in the mid-size category as well, the Honda Civic 1.5 Turbo for $689,000. Again, Honda in South Africa is not necessarily a popular brand, unfortunately, because I think the cars offer a lot of, um, you know, good value for money. Uh, They just don't get problems. They keep on going uh, without ever having any issues. So definitely, that category is something to consider. All right, anything I've Given a few already any ideas so far before I continue?
0: Well, I think I would like to just uh, send it out to, um, to and share this insight with our listeners right here on SAF, SAFM to just remind them that we do have um, a, a WhatsApp line where they can send us a voice note. Uh, that's 0614104107. That's 0614104107. But whilst you're at it, look, the African mm-hmm. terrain, we know that it has it's, it's just changed the potholes the whole works and what kind of a car would you recommend for someone who wants to be you know off-road or maybe long distance going to mozambique going to zimbabwe going to zambia something that's durable that's comfortable that you can drive for 14 hours without feeling exhausted (laughs) that's that's a very good question and a difficult
1: one to answer i i think the type of driving you do will definitely help guide you in the right direction for a car i mean this week I, um, actually, it was yesterday, I was talking to a colleague of mine, and she needed to buy a new car. And, and one of the places she goes to is, she has family in in, in the Eastern Cape. And I said, okay, well, you know, it's, I'm thinking, really, is it? what's the road like? Is it a very, road, you know, bad little road? She said, no, most of it's star road, and a bit of gravel road, but the gravel road's okay. So I would say, um, when you're buying a car, you've got to consider the type of driving you do, maybe consider it for the worst conditions, but it doesn't b- help you buying the biggest SUV and you're spending a lot of money and you just once a year go on a, f- a little bit of a gravel road. So the type of driving you do, I think, has a influence in that. If you live in the cities and um, the roads are pre- fairly good, actually, so uh, the bottles aren't that bad. You can get away with you know just a normal hatchback. But if the roads, you know, road conditions aren't great where you're driving, then maybe consider something that's a little bit higher. Um, if you're driving long distance. Um, for me, consideration is the fuel bill because you know there's a if you're driving a, a lot, if the car uses a lot of fuel, that adds to the price of your trip. Um, also, are you towing? If you have just your family members in the car and you don't actually need a lot of boot space, a small little car with a let's say a one liter or 1.5 liter turbo makes a lot of sense because they you know they give you fairly good fuel consumption. But if you're towing, you need a bigger engine and um, you need something strong. That small engine might not be able to tow. So there's actually quite a few factors. Um, If you're going on a long-distance trip, um, let's say you're going to Mozambique, for instance, um, I would make sure that my car has a good service so it's not breaking down somewhere there in the middle of nowhere where I'm going to battle to get somebody to come and help me. So there's a lot of factors, but of course, if you are buying one of these new cars and the car of the year, you know they all come with good warranties. A lot of them come with maintenance plans, and because they're fairly new, hopefully they shouldn't break. So, uh, well, there's two of them that let's say you want to, you have some money to spend then definitely you can consider the new Ford Ranger. And that's one of the cars, the three-liter Wildtrak. A beautiful uh, car, I think it's very aggressive styling, uh, very nice inside, similar to, of course, the Everest. um, And that three-liter V6 uh, turbo, 184 kilowatts, really quite strong. Um, Yours for 953,000 rands. Also in the double cab, you can consider the Ford D-Max. Sorry, sorry, Ford, rather. Asusu D-Max, three-liter TV. the, the benefit of the Isuzu, of course, is that they, they're very reliable. They're very popular buckets in South Africa. They, they, they again, when it comes to things breaking, it doesn't really happen. Yours for 857, where the range is 953. Uh, SUV-wise as well, you can look at the Hyundai Tucson. Um, 600, let's, let's call it 670,000. 670, um, interesting styling on the outside, interesting styling on the inside, but again, Hyundai quite popular. If you want a bit left of field, it's still a car of container is the Alfa Romeo Tonal uh, 1.5-litre hybrid speciale. Um, the thing with, with, with Alfa Romeo, um, they, they, they're very passionate cars. You know, the people that drive yeah. Alfa are very passionate drivers. and It's a good-looking car, uh, interesting styling, so something different. Something that's maybe more affordable, again, for an SUV a little bit higher is the Opel Mokka. Um, for 540 thousand rands, the one it's a 1.2 liter turbo so it'll be great for the potholes it's a little bit higher um, again the opals aren't necessarily popular cars in South Africa but definitely something to consider because they you know they have a uh, it's um, I drove, recently drove uh, the, the opal Corsa for a while yeah. and i really quite liked it so even though it's not popular it's something that you could look at then if you go on to the high end we're looking at something more expensive. Yeah. Um, if you really want to go in style, it's the um, luxury category: the Mercedes-Benz S500L 4Matic.
0: Mm-hmm. Yours for a good two point seven million. Yes. I'm going to have to just make you take a short break. There, mm-hmm. we need to take a quick break, and we'll we'll come back. Okay. Keeping up with your TV license balance inquiries is now simpler than ever. No more waiting in queues. No more phone calls. Just SMS your ID or TV license account number to 44210 and secure your legal viewing fast and simple. Standard SMS rates will be charged. Terms and conditions apply. TV licenses. Pay yours. Make a difference. All Things Automotive with the petrol head, Niku Smit. Absolutely. And he is online to answer all your questions this morning. Um, So, Nico, I have a question from uh, one of our listeners. It's a morning bertha and the crew behind kindly ask Nico what he thinks of BMW X7. Uh, Should I get a diesel or petrol? That's from uh, Hatato.
1: If it was me, I would be getting the diesel. Um, if you want, of course, performance and, and, and the, you know, the, the depends on what what petrol engine you want. So there's definitely um, the petrol engines are quite quick. But if it was my money, ten out of ten, I'd be getting the diesel, um, simply because um, but the the diesel will give you very. It's, it's a massive car, the X7. It's uh, so it's quite big. You can load a lot of family members in there. But what the diesel gives you is comparatively. Good fuel consumption. It has a lot of torque. The engine, um, in other words, when you're loading the car with a family and all the luggage, you're not almost not going to feel the difference anyway in the performance. Um, and and that you know it's a proven engine. That's quite a popular engine. So if it was my money, I'd always be going for the diesel in the X7. It's a great car, but it's a big vehicle. So uh, make sure that you're parking, and you know those skills are also up to. Up, you know, you're gonna that's gonna be you're gonna be tested and when you go parking at a shopping center, but a very, very nice vehicle. Mm. Um, okay, so moving on, we're almost done. Mercedes Benz S Class. I mean, if you want the latest in comfort and height kick, the, the S Class is definitely uh, the car to consider at 2.7 million rands and not cheap, but you can go even further. So, Audi's got the RS E-tron GT Quattro for a cool 3.3 million rands. Um, but let me tell you, that thing's fast. That that RS GT, if you're looking for a Performance car, so it has the luxury, but performance-wise, that, that car is one of the fastest cars I've ever driven, so something quite amazing on the performance side. Um, and then the last category, well, hang on, there's performance, one more, there's the Audi RS3, um, 1.2 million rand, that RS3 as a hot hatch. There's something special as well, really, really quite fast and uh, really a, a fun car to drive. And the last category is new energy, so we're now looking at either electric cars or hybrids. Um, the Volvo XE40 uh, P8 recharge, so pure electric. Um, very nice car. I drove it as well a while back. Something I quite enjoyed. Um, so, something definitely I think is a strong contender. And then, last two is the Haval H6 HEV 1.5 turbo at, let's call it six, 670,000, and the Toyota RAV um, VX E4, which again is a hybrid vehicle at 785,000 rand. So, as you can see, there's quite a lot of cars in this. this um, category. So there's a lot of options, a lot of cars that the, um, the, the let's call it, the judges will, will look at. And by 1 June, so on 1 June, the announcement will be
0: for the car of the year. I don't know if you're out of the list, if you have any favorites. Is there one that stands out well, for you? Well, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm a Mercedes girl. But, <laughs> but but I've also noticed in, in, in the different comforts because I, I, I've been doing my, my brother-in-law is, is a car fanatic. My son is a car fanatic, mm-hmm. so there was no way out of this one. And I've, I've driven a, 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 a couple of them. Now there's a veto, the, the Mercedes veto. What I liked about it is when you drive it on the highway, And it's a nice, smooth road. You will enjoy your ride. But when you start taking it off-road, I am telling you, it can be quite a nightmare. Well, I know my family members from the Mercedes side are thinking, what is she saying? But it's the truth. The Prado, (laughs) I love, I love driving the Prado. You can go long distance. Your back will be fine. Your legs will be fine. Mm. You do not feel like you've been driving long distance at all. Love it.
1: Okay, well, yeah, definitely. I mean, you've given some good vehicles in the Prado. Um, I must also say it's. Uh, I've done some off-roading on the. On the, I was the second generation. We did a lot of off-roading in the third generation, and it is really quite a popular car. And as you said, really comfortable uh, off-roading, very, very good as well. Um, just by the way, interesting. If you're looking at um, world car of the year as well, the Hyundai Ionic Six hmm. has just been crowned world car of the year. So that's a Hyundai, but it's an electric car. So what is interesting about um, the, the world car of the year? So they. Um, World Car of the Year, they have journalists from all over the world, and they choose their their popular cars. And it's interesting that um, in the different segments, electric cars were effectively leading the way. Um, If you look at the the, um, luxury car, it was a Lucid Air, which is an electric car as well. And the Kia EV6, which is a performance car, electric car as well. So effectively, um, uh, in South Africa, we're still looking at petrol and diesel cars because that's effectively the popular cars. But worldwide, we can see how the shift has changed, and electric cars are now the focus. So petrol and diesel cars can still take part in these competitions, but worldwide, journalists um, effectively vote in different countries. So that is interesting as where um, the cars are moving to. We say that a lot, but that is the focus if you look at world car of the year, Versus South African Car of the Year. So it'll be interesting to see who's crowned the winner. Yep, um, it will be. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, it's a, 1 June. Is, it seems far away, but you know, sometimes when you blink, it's 1 June, and then we'll see who's South African Car of the Year winner.
0: But, you know, I've noticed Haval has, has just taken, you know, it has taken the country by storm. So I don't know. My instinct tells me Haval may just surprise us.
1: All right, well, let's see, let's see. So, um, if you're really brave, you can put some money on that. No. No. I'm going no. Not that brave.
0: No, not that brave. No. And just before we wrap it up, I've got I've got a question for you. I have seen the latest Land Cruiser. You know that big Land Cruiser. It doesn't look pretty at all. I don't know whether Ooh, you've la- had a, a moment to test drive it.
1: I haven't driven it. Actually, I like it. Um, you do? It's a massive thing. Yeah, especially the, the GX. There's one that has sort of a, it's a black styling package. Yes. I, I, it's like white with a I love it. I think it looks fantastic. It looks so busy uh, inside. Yeah, but that's the thing. You know, they, they're big cars. But you see how many you see on the road. They're really popular. Um, not cheap. Um, and actually, if you have one now, you can probably go sell it tomorrow or today and you'll get more than you paid for it. So there's a big waiting list for those calls. So I actually quite like it.
0: I think I must so. take my brother-in-laws and just sell it whilst he's away. <laughs> 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 just go get a Haval whilst I'm at it. <laughs> well, Nika, thank you so much for sharing with us. I could just talk to you the whole day. Uh, thank you for uh, making time for us and uh, talking about motoring. I'm I, I just love cars. I really really do. But don't 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 judge me when you see what I'm driving. The moment it looks old. No, but... there's no
1: judgment ever on what you drive. Don't but it,
0: it, uh, fuel wise, it is absolutely fantastic. I fill up and I drive it for one and a half months. Don't ask me which one and don't ask me how old it is. But it's efficient, <laughs> totally efficient. Thank you so much Nico. Have a lovely weekend. Same to you. Same to you. That's Nico Schmidt and we do it again next weekend talking about motoring right here on the Jetset Breakfast. For now let's find out what's in the news.